We here at Sports Best Friends want to begin each episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and Camaragal peoples, the traditional owners of the lands on which we record. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you all are listening, always was, always will be. of Sydney, Australia, comes two energetic Aussie commentators. Ben, aka Cardi B, is a budding expert in NBA collectibles and a longtime NBA fantasy sports winner. Big T is a rookie to the whole game, wanting to grow and learn over the season. Join them on their season of exploration here on Sports Best Friends, a member of Brooklyn Netscast Media. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NBA Fandom, a podcast as excited about the NBA as New York is about vaccinations. I'm T, views of my own, and I'm recording these views on the Patrick Zoom Ewing hotline. And on the court, waiting for tip-off, is my boy Cardi B. How are you, sir? I'm really good, mate. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm not going to the zoo tomorrow. I'm going to work. So I'm feeling less happy than you. You're, I mean, we have one of the best, I don't know if we have one of the best zoos in the world. I feel like we do because of the view you're looking at a gorilla and then the Sydney Harbour Bridge behind you, it feels like you're in a really great space. So the fact that you get to drag your kids there tomorrow, that's exciting. It is. It is last week of uh, lockdown schooling. Uh, so we thought we'd not school them and take them to the zoo. <laughs> so celebrating, celebrating the end of their lockdown. So yeah, it should be good. Now you are obviously not spent too much time with teachers because teachers will tell you that everything, you can find an educational outcome in everything. So the zoo uh, is definitely. I remember going to excursions to the zoo. I remember going to excursions to theme parks, and they were like, "This has got to do with physics, so have a great time going upside down. Make sure you learn something, so you can, you know, you, you're good. I'm sure the zoo would be great. Justify it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't. When was the last time you've been? By the way. Uh my my kids are quite young, so I've been a fair few times. We yeah. had a pass last year, so I'm, I'm I'm quite a regular there now. Yeah. Okay. Because we were also doing that for a period of time, and we stopped. I started going to the one in the city because. I just felt like a lot of Tronga's animals were really far away or asleep. Like the tiger particularly, where I'd go to really try and hammer in how rad that animal is. They're often lazing in the back. And when you want to tell, you know, you're a young child, this, this animal's amazing and a predator and like an absolute beef. And then you look and it's just asleep 24-7 every time it looks at it. And, you know, lazing in the back in the sun behind some trees. You know, please trust me, this, this animal's hectic. But... Uh, yeah, so that's what, I stopped going to the zoo just for that reason. Whereas you can go to koalas. Koalas are always just sitting in the same fork of a tree. They're extremely beautiful. You tell them that they're lazy and stupid, and then when you get there, they look lazy and stupid, so they don't look like you're lying. They're great. I, I, we were spoiled. We lived in Singapore for a long time, and their zoo is amazing. Uh, so if you ever get a chance to go, um, I highly recommend it. Um, but I also worry that that's because they make the animals get out there. So there's, there's that, there's that issue with it as well. But yeah, to your point, it's, um, it's more about burning the kids out. So they have a, a fun day of uh, exercise. So that's it. Seconds. Bryant for the win. Now, speaking of getting them bloody out there, finally, like Singapore in a zoo, the preseason's finally 
done and dusted. We're finally getting the NBA people out there. This zoo can finally start. Um, at Sons Are Better, a great uh, Twitter account. They've, they tweeted, Devin Booker makes basketball look like art. He has the most beautiful game in the league. Now, I love that for two reasons. First of all, I really do. I read a book ages ago, someone sent me about the NBA and how it is like art or poetry, emotion and, and things like that. And I read it and was happy to accept it, but didn't particularly buy into it. And then recently watching a bunch of documentaries about it, uh, I saw people often talk about dancing and how they, it's the same kind of movements as dancers. And I watched this beautiful two, three minute um, montage of ballet dancers spliced next to um, basketballers and doing similar moves or similar body shapes and, and things like that and was just really finally bought in going, holy shit, they, they are dancers, but if dancers ran into each other and, you know, and tried to prevent you from dancing at the same time um, and doing it with a ball. Uh, so I loved the Devin Booker thing. I would, I'm happy to accept that, that I don't know him that well. I watched the final series last year and he was, he was great. I don't know that he's, he's, like art, but which is why I've given it to you. I also just quickly love it. It's such a Twitter thing that they say the most beautiful in the game. I had to chuck that in there because that's the most basketball Twitter thing to say. But Devin Booker, is he art for you? Or what do you think? He is. And I think he took a pretty big leap last year under the guidance of Chris Ball. Uh, he was always a he was always a good scorer on a on a terrible team. He had seventy points one game, uh, and and has often been compared to Kobe. And uh, I think that he's kind of come of age over the last sort of 12 to 18 months, um, particularly. And in that, uh, watching him, I, uh, we had a big win. The Suns had a big win in their last um, preseason game. It was a, a bit of a blowout against Portland. He had 17, 17 points in 18 minutes. And he, some of the moves he put on, he's, he's an amazing player to watch. Uh, no fear. And he... He just gets it done. Uh, he really, if he takes a leap this year, it'll be on his three-point shooting. He's always been a great shooter. He has a beautiful motion. Uh, and I think he shot well, he shot 34% last year, uh, which was kind of slightly down on a few less attempts. So if he gets that up, I mean, like, kid's unstoppable. And there's a lot of video at the moment talking about how he could be a potential sort of dark horse for the MVP if he takes it to that level. So beautiful to watch. I mean, I'm obviously biased from a son's point of view. Um, but I think a lot of people now are sort of recognizing his talent. I love them also as a brand. I think the Suns. I bought a I bought a hoodie a couple of years ago, um, and I remember actually coming to one of your brothers. I think it was a, a baby shower or something like wearing the hoodie because it's just so beautiful. And I think your um, brother backyard was just so excited that I was a Suns fan because I obviously accidentally just wear a lot of beautiful. NBA merch and he just like bowled me up going, holy crap, man, I did not know you were a Suns fan. And I was like, I'm not a Suns fan. What on earth are you talking about? And he was so crestfallen seeing his little face dejected. But but now it was such a cool ball with the, with the Sun thing around it. But the more time I'm spending in the NBA um, Twitterverse, they, they're an excellent brand. The colouring is fantastic. And I saw that they did a really great job recognising Indigenous Peoples Day where they put out a fantastic uh, uh, Instagram post where they highlighted an artwork by Ox DX Clothing uh, celebrating Indigenous Day, which I loved. So, at writ large, how was their preseason? Oh, well, I think we'll talk about the bet later. But three, three and one, couple of blowouts. You know, they had a, an amazing preseason. So, we uh, we've got to be pretty happy um, with with how we're looking. Uh, I must say, and and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think it was um, it was it was a good end, good end to the preseason. And so, yeah, we'll go from there. And they obviously were fantastic last year. So it looks like they will double down. That doesn't look like that was a fluke. Or I know a lot of people got injured 
last year and there was there was a bit of a injury cloud over the playoffs with people saying it was the least amount of uh, what's that thing called where you play in the middle of the year because you get voted there? The All-Star game? Yeah, the least amount of All-Stars ever in a playoff series or, or final series or something like that. So, But they look good. They look like they'll, they'll go back into the playoffs and, and possibly the finals. I'm they're not better, they're preseason, a, but... Yeah, they're a better, they're a better team. They've, they've stacked their bench a little bit more uh, with a couple of, of pretty good pickups. And I think that uh, they will if not end up with a top record, they'll probably end up with one of the top records in the league. I think the, the over on them at the moment is 57 and a half um, games. And I think for me, I think they're a 60 win team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they're a 60 win team. So yeah, I think it's looking love, good. I love that kind of rhetoric. That's another very NBA and basketball thing. Uh, sorry, baseball thing where you talk about numbers where people just flip it. Like they just easily check away. Like they're a 55 or they're a 72 and things like that where, you're just supposed to know that there is 82 games and that getting more than <laughs> getting more than this is, you know, good and getting less than that is not good for this team. And that's great. I think you make a good point. A, a 50 win, a 50 win team basically is a playoff team. It doesn't assure you a playoff, but I think I, I'll, if you win 50 of your 82 games from, for the most part, you'll end up in the playoffs. So that's the sort of definition of, of a, a, a good team. Uh, there's a lot of talk this year about people being rested so stars taking nights off. So, you know, teams that should win games may not win games because their their major stars are having a night off on the on the second night of a back to back or or the fourth game, you know, in five sort of thing. So th- that's made it really hard to kind of look at the over over under numbers this year. But I think that um, the Suns will be one of the top top teams uh, again, which is pretty exciting for me. Uh, so yeah, excited about that. And also, I'm, I might be wrong about this, but I know due to COVID, particularly. Two seasons ago, and the Lakers won. That was obviously a crazy season. They everyone stopped. Yada yada yada. It went. It then finished later. This one finished. Sorry, last season started at a different time, and they had the Olympics, so it also got not truncated, but really, really pushed. And so this season is the first one that's starting at the right time, trying to go the normal length, but they're still being affected by really two years of of craziness. And that's why the load management, load management's a bigger thing generally anyway now, but, but there's still quite a, it's still front of mind at the moment, right? Because of those last two years. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Lakers probably were most disadvantaged last year because they played for so long uh, in that, in that bubble. So the, the season got stopped on the 11th of March because of positive COVID tests when the rest of the world pretty much did as well. They went into Disneyland into a bubble for, uh, four or five, I think it was four months. I should know that, but it was four months. And then they played the rest of the regular season with the teams that were still could qualify for the playoffs. And then they also played the playoffs. Then they went back straight into another season, which was all driven by our league revenue, um, like the teams needing to be back on TV. And so the the players got no little to no rest. Then the players this year, I'm, uh, the NBA finals finished and literally... Uh, Booker, uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday got on a plane to Tokyo and went straight to the Olympics like the next day or the day after. So these guys have got to be pretty beat up. Um, Usually they get a lot more time off. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out this year. But to your point, they're just more aware of of the the grind of 82 games. And so the the physios and the the, um, doctors advise them, you know, take a week off, you know, not a week, take a game off, whatever that looks like. So it's, it's just a lot more topical now. Yeah. Sure. And, and with that many games, it, it makes sense. Uh, now to link that fantastic Indigenous Day thing with um, my fantastic team, 
Paddy Mills also did a great post uh, during that time. And so he said, and as an Indigenous Australian living in the United States, I would like to pay my respects on Indigenous People's Day to all the traditional peoples of the lands, seas, skies and waters in which we live and work. I acknowledge their continued connection to culture, their communities and families. Also, as a recent member of the Brooklyn community in New York, I would specifically like to acknowledge the Lenape Nation and the Kanasi tribe of the Lenape in Brooklyn and pay my respects to the traditional owners and elders. And I apologize to those um, communities if I've said their names wrong. I look forward to learning more about the similarities and differences between our cultures through song, dance, storytelling, arts, and our cultural forms of expression. So we can all help further connection of indigenous and non-indigenous people, keep the culture alive. Now he's such a well-spoken, such an excellent advocate, um, for Australians and the Indigenous community here. And he's doing, I don't think I've ever seen a person verbalise and communicate a connection between um, Indigenous peoples from two different continents so well. Um, he's just doing such a fantastic job in that space. Amazing. I mean, like, makes you proud. Like, absolutely. When I hear that, um, and I read it on the day, uh, like, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, an Australian that everyone can look up to. Uh, with with absolute pride in the way that he conducts himself uh, living overseas, but also pulling that Australian and Indigenous culture through. We saw it in the Olympics. Anyone who saw the interview at the end of that game just, you know, can't be, he couldn't not be moved by the way that he felt and how passionate he is about this country. And it's great that he's able to kind of share that story with the people that he's obviously playing with in Brooklyn, but also acknowledge the, the place that he's playing and uh, how important that is to him. Yeah, amazing guy. Um, you know, one of one of the one of the top top basketball players, and I think has got a lot of a lot of uh, uh, media attention. Obviously, moving to Brooklyn this year, uh, and obviously with everything that's happening with Kyrie, um, he will get more time. But um, I, I think he's a superstar on and off the court. So yeah, and I think that kind of role modelness where he's just so effortlessly talking about. Um, indigenous things just makes him feel so much more authentic and more interesting and, and so wholesome and, and, and such a great message that it's just, it would cut through to so many different communities and, and different types of people. The other great thing I'm loving about Patty is that every um, podcast I listen to that's Nets based or even not um, specifically Nets based talk about him in such a positive light, his basketball in such a positive light. Well, I know I have a glowing admiration for him solely because of, of where he's from, but to just constantly hear people talk about him with like possibly being the, getting the number six award this year um, and, and just being so trusting in, in his ability and just being so happy that he's there um, has also just made me so proud that it's just not, it's not just me wanting an Australian to do well, but just he's so trusted in that Nets outfit. And as you said, with Kyrie looking, um, I, don't, I didn't even know you knew that news because it's so unspoken about on Twitter or any of the social medias that, you know, almost no one's talking about Kyrie. So I'm glad you somehow picked that up as a Suns fan. But uh, with all that chat there, um, it's great that he, the people are just like, it doesn't matter, Patty's there. It doesn't matter, Kevin will move into that space. So uh, we beat the, the Timberwolves, uh, 107 to one. We went, ended up 3-1, like you mentioned. We will get to the uh, eventual result of the bet. But we look good. Um, we had the starters, I think, on for that um, game. Uh, they started quite well as well. They had Cam Thompson there as well, who we'll get to in a sec. But... James Harden was my sports best friend of the game, which is something I've just made up. He uh, he played the game high 30 minutes, only six points, but 14 assists, which is just so fantastic, particularly since he's, he's now playing uh, 
not in a new position, but he's going to have to take on more of that role with Kyrie out. Um, and he also had one steal, which was a team high. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about James. I love him. I know people are a bit off him. Are you one of the kind of people that also for some reason don't like him? I think he left a bad taste in people's mouths in the way that he left Houston last year and, you know, was in a, was in the club when he was supposed to be at preseason, uh, was, uh, uh, turned up out of shape. There was a game that I watched where he just checked out uh, just before he was traded. And so I think that for me changed a little bit of my opinion. Also the the way that he, the way that the game was officiated for him and, and they've changed some rules this year, which will actually change the way that he plays the game. Uh, then he went to Brooklyn and, and his game went to, I don't even know if it's possible to go to another level, but it really did in terms of the assists, which is what you talked about. I mean, it was really, un, it was, it was not uncommon to pick up a box score and see that he had 10 plus assists every game. And, and that was just, absolutely mind-blowing uh, from a from a sort of regular watcher point of view. The guy's top three MVP for four, four or five years in a row. He missed out last year, but he's playing with Durant and, and with Harden. Oh, sorry, with like Curry. If he doesn't, he's, he's 15 to one to win the MVP, which is like blows my mind because Durant's probably not going to spend as much time on the court. Uh, Durant's actually second favorite to win the MVP. So Harden is... Uh, if Harden's healthy at the end of the uh, the, the series last year, um, they win the finals. That 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 so that they're, they're every right to be favourite, even if Kyrie's not there this year. So, yeah, he's pretty impressive. See, as a person who doesn't watch heaps of basketball live um, for the last couple of years, but has spent time just following it socially, I just also love his vibe off the court, like the way that he comes into a stadium, his looks and his the gifts that he just seems to create accidentally. Like he's just such a personality and such a great part of basketball the basketball culture of, of the 2020s that, and the late 2019s that I also just love that about him. And I think he also, in my, I know in my world, he also made Houston really cool, um, which wasn't a thing for me for a while, but then yeah, the, the red and black and, and him in it and his beard and everything just looked great. So when I found that he was at the Nets, um, I loved him. Plus I also find him mildly attractive. And I think that's because of his facial hair. It's probably covering a lot, but I have a thing for facial hair and arms and thighs um, on guys. So the, uh, don't love facial hair on women, but, yeah, so I think he's, he has great arms. He has a great head of facial hair. And so that I think that's gone a long way. I put up with throwing some games or being a, a bit shit just to that. But anyway, I mentioned Cam Thomas before because Twitter loves talking about him. Um, and he's, he's heralded as the baby beard uh, because there's been some great videos just just having Harden's play next to Cam Thompson, Cam Thomas play at the same time. And so at Brooklyn Netcast, they tweeted, Cam Thomas is the only rookie I've ever seen that looks off that looks off superstars when they ask for the ball his confidence levels are insane so last week i was talking about how he took he made three baskets in the last few minutes to to give us a go-ahead win and this one he's getting Kyra, he's getting um kevin or he's getting Harden with hands up looking for a ball and he just turns dribbles off you know shoots off a dribble and and that's just outrageous so that's either going to be really terrible for him in the long run or um it's just a sign of of excellence and confidence that's, that's possibly deserved. I've, I feel like he's the kind of guy that I know a lot about only because I'm following the Nets. Have you heard much about him from your fantasy world or, or just from NBA writ large? No, not really at all. Yeah, okay. uh, he's he, it, he hasn't really made the radar and I think I tagged you on Twitter today talking about an article from uh, New York Times saying that he probably won't play a whole lot of minutes because they are so experienced in that, that space and Paddy Mills will, will take some of his time and 
but uh, they're the kind of guys you want on your roster, right? Like the guys that come in and are confident, they learn from the best in the business and they, when those guys are out or whatever, he'll step up and he'll have 20 points in a game when Harden sits or Durant sits for sure. So he'll have a good season. Um, but in terms of his impact on the league this year, I mean, you know, he, he might win a ring and um, sign a nice contract at the end of it. But yeah. I don't know if he'll have much impact on the team. Okay. Now, is there anything else in the league that's catching your eye at the moment? Uh, well, two, th- two things. Well, I'll say two. Two for Steph Curry in the, pre- in the last preseason game had 41 points, mm. which was ridiculous. Mm. I mean, the guy is just off the chart. And if you want to watch basketball and just be absolutely... Even the common watcher just watches this guy and goes, how does he do that? I mean, he was that was just an amazing, amazing display. I, I kind of referenced that because uh, a lot of the Warriors uh, shoot a lot of threes and the game is really changing. And I think through preseason, it was crazy. I don't think... Uh, I was watching it. I was like, I've never seen this many three shot. And when I looked it up, um, so all 30 teams are averaging 30, uh, 30 attempts at three-pointers, which has never happened before. Um, seven years ago, the, the record was that one team shot 33s in a game. So the game is really changing and that three-pointer is becoming more and more um, important. Interestingly, Dallas, um, Jason Kidd, their head coach, has come out and said, we're not going to shoot as many threes this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for them. He's the only coach that I've heard that's come out and said that. So that was pretty interesting. The second is um, Toronto. They are a team last year that uh, couldn't play in their home city. Um, so they have that temporary temporary ha- um, home city. Um, they have a lot of young guys who play with a lot of energy. And there's a term called the league pass team. So it's like if you're scrolling through league pass and you've got five games to watch, you kind of gravitate towards teams that you just, in, if you have no stake in the other games, you gravitate towards teams that you like watching. And for me, Toronto is going to be that this year. So I watched them. They, they went three and two in the preseason, but they got a lot of really interesting parts. So, uh, that one that one caught my eye, and then obviously just the excitement of this week, Tuesday, ten thirty, Nets Bucks, like it's back, and so I'm pretty pumped for um, for that this week. But um, so I need to clear the schedule and watch some games. <laughs> now, does it? Um, do you know off the top of your head what that what time and day that is in Sydney, Australia, next week? So that's ten thirty our time. Ten oh, thirty Sydney time. AM on Wednesday. And on, on Tuesday. Our Tuesday. Oh, starts. okay. I thought it was there Tuesday. Okay, great, great, great. Okay. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. Let's talk now about fantasy-ness. We were kind of touching on it almost a moment ago. I um, I finally put my showed you my team in full. Uh, I'm going to quickly run through them now for anyone who... Uh, you know, hasn't for some reason gone and checked my team, team on Yahoo. I'm sure everyone on. has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the two guards are Harden and Booker. I've got LeBron James um, as another one there. The Steph, uh, sorry, Kevin Durant, uh, Anobly, Anobly, and uh, Bridges, Clint Capella, oh, Valakunas. Alan Tunis, yeah. Oh, damn it. And I know how to say these only because of 2K. So this is incredible. I, I stopped reading his name and just said, no, who was that guy who dunked on me the other day? Uh, Patty Mills, Gordon Haywood, and then my bench is uh, Andre Drummond, Devontae Graham, and Book Topez. Lopez, Lopez. Um, how do you feel about that? Any holes? Anything that I'm tipping too much towards? I mean, as I said to you that night, the guy who said we're going too fast, you then immediately said, 
I should have been thinking about where, you know, if I'm getting too many of one position or if I'm, you know, heavy on threes or short on my mid range or, uh, so anyway, hearing that and, and me sending it to you beforehand, because there's no way he would have memorized that. The, what, what are you vibing? What's my, what's your advice? Uh, uh, so I'll call out, call out the commissioner of our league who also I sent this to and had a chat with, uh, about it. So this is not, this is my, this is my advice, but, um, I think I, I, gave myself a pass last week when I said that I hadn't um, hadn't won the comp. So I had to get, get some advice from someone who actually won the comp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think I love the Phoenix vibe. Obviously you've got Booker, um, Booker and Bridges there. Um, I think both, both pretty solid for, for what you're looking for. Um, your, your challenges will be KD and Harden, um, one for the rest, which we've already talked about in depth but um also the fact that they they eat each other's minutes or they take each other's points so um hopefully harden keeps your assists going and uh that'll that'll keep you in the game um i love patty we already talked about our love for patty but i don't love fantasy patty mm-hmm. <laughs> fantasy patty is uh is a little streaky and will probably be someone that you might need to flip for one of the younger guys um, mm-hmm. when we were looking we were looking at who was available in your in your division we talked about a couple of rookies like Suggs um, or Jalen Green who are both playing for pretty terrible teams and will probably play a lot of minutes probably going to get better value out of those guys than you are from um, from Patty um, which is unfortunate for you um, I know you want to keep him because uh, of the, I know I you know Patty. you can see my face <laughs> And the sad thing is, the sad thing is, looking at all, all the um, stats before I started listening to podcasts and like looking at these stats, he is ranked two hundred ninety third. Like everyone else is in double digits, he's in triple digits, and there's one percent of the fantasy that are starting him. So there's that's some damning numbers. That considering he's so popular and so well loved in, in the NBA community, your your assertion about him being not a good fantasy player though seems to be echoing through everyone else who's, who's doing this. So it's some sage one advice. Of the, one of the toughest things in fantasy is to park your feelings. Mm. Uh, <laughs> find the, find the, find the guy that you don't like. Um, I, I, I'll reference our NRL. I drafted Mitchell Moses because I don't like watching him play. But if I knew that if I was watching and he was playing well, then I would at least be able to enjoy the game a little more. So mm. <laughs> I, I take that into every fantasy. Um, I'm you know, say you see, I've got another flip. So I'll be watching Nets game, seeing Patty Mills, you know, pull a triple double. I mean, like I fucking dropped him because you lose the city is going to be crap. So I'll have the other end. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm paying for your advice. So I'll take your advice yet. So Patty All Mills. Right. Yeah. Okay. Patty Mills. Um, uh, two others on there that kind of stand out as ones that will, will your, their health will determine your season. One is um, Gordon Haywood. Uh, and I think Charlotte in general, he, a bet on Charlotte is a bet on Gordon Hayward's health. Uh, he, when he plays, they're great and they're structured and they play well and he contributes and he's going to be probably their number one guy. When he's not and he's been often injured for, for a few years now, he, it, could be, it could be a disaster. And then LeBron, how much LeBron play, plays will determine how, uh, how well you, you do uh, and how many minutes he plays. I mean, the guy's 36 years old now mm. um, and he, didn't, he hasn't taken a backward step, but... He's not. He's no longer a top top twenty fantasy player uh, in the in in the way that the structures are. So they'll be the they'll be the um, the tough ones for you. I think on the plus side for you, uh, there's been news this week that Zion Williamson, who plays for the Pelicans, is not going to start the season. Uh, it's uncertain about when he'll come back. The management is being very coy about it. 
the rumor is that they're doing that because they want to sell more tickets. So if they say that Zion's not playing, then people are, people are not coming to the game. So uh, uncertain about when he returns for you, that's awesome. Uh, he, Valentunas, who was traded there this year, will have huge upside. He'll take, the guy grabs every rebound anyway. Um, he's going to be a machine for you. Uh, and and um, Graham as well. Um, so Graham moving from um, Charlotte across to to Pelicans, uh, he'll have huge upside this year. I think he'll he'll do really well. So two really good um, sort of pickups there. Uh, flip you, flip Mills <laughs> for one of the young guys, um, and I think that that that's kind of as much advice as we can we can kind of give. And then we hope that everyone stays healthy. That's except for Zion. So as long as Zion stays out, then that's, that's okay. Yeah. Now, I also, I completely accept your your um, perspective on LeBron James, but you've also got to remember that I'm, I'm a social NBA fan trying desperately to get in this. And that's like asking me not to uh, not to get Kobe or, or Michael Jordan. I know I'm not, he might not get the fantasy points, but the fact that I can say that LeBron James is on my team is just like an outrageous thought for me. So the fact, I think he was my first, and no, I think hey, hey, um, Kevin Durant was my first pick, but the fact that he was still there on my second, I was like, "There's no way I'm passing up on him." It don't, I don't care how old he is. Now, can we also just um, tell me who, who's, what's happening with your team? Have you already done? You did your thing last weekend, is that right? Have you already finished? You uh, last yesterday, time? yesterday, mm. yesterday lunchtime. Um, I, I will make, I will make one point just to go back on your LeBron piece. In the twelve years of our fantasy league, fantasy league, no one has won the title with LeBron on their team. Ever he's he's uh, he's been the um, the person that you don't trade for because no one's ever won with him. So interestingly enough, even yeah. though he's had all those MVP seasons, so uh, he's at fifty plus points in the NRL. You can't win the if you ever get fifty put on you, and, and you're telling me LeBron's uh, in your comp. He's anyway. that guy in our comp. Mm. In our comp, yeah. Uh, our, our so we had our draft yesterday. Uh, we did it live, which was great. We were able to do it live uh, in at one of the guys' houses. So. Um, awesome to see everyone because a lot of the time we see these guys once or twice a year. Uh, it was good. Um, everyone's sitting there with their laptops, well-researched, a lot of banter. Uh, and uh, the, the, the game the game of uh, sending people one way and, and knowing that you're, you're only just messing with them because you, you don't want them to take your guy was, 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 was real yesterday. Um, I got myself caught up in it and I don't love my team. If I'm being very honest right now, oh, no. so there was there was kind of two there was two themes there was two things that happened. One, I got an email from my brother, a message from my brother, who is the commissioner of the league, saying you don't have any top 20, top twenty guys, and it sent me into a bit of a spin. And so I spent the, I spent the morning looking after my three children, um, and dealing on Slack trying to put trades together to trade up into the draft, which I did. I was able to pick up um, Damian Lillard. And uh, and and trade him for Bam out of bio. Uh, so I don't know whether that was a good move or not, but it was it was it was one that I made, and then I made another trade as well with your brother. Uh, by the way, did your brother end up getting any of these? Like a no, he fall was, from any of this? Okay. No, no, no. He, but I think he was just trying to mess with me as well. Um, <laughs> so uh, so we went through that, and um, uh, so I got I got. I then traded out one of my players who was, I knew I could only have five keepers and I probably had seven guys that I wanted to keep. So I flipped one of my keepers for a, a draft pick and, and did two, two trades at the same time. So it changed the whole perspective of my team and actually sent me in a bit of a loop. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, so just before the draft. So I went over there unprepared, 
sent me into a loop. Everyone was uh, trading, everyone was signing young guys. Everyone was drafting young guys, which was really interesting. Um, everyone has a lot of belief in the rookie class. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about cards shortly, but it's the same as the cards everyone's in. All in on the rookies, uh, the rookie guys went really early. Um, Cade was one of the first people that got taken. Um, Giddy went early. And so um, I kind of flipped on that and took a lot of older guys. And so that could really burn me this year. I don't know. I don't feel good. I, I wanted to feel good. I didn't feel good when I got uh-huh. home. So, <laughs> but the, the, there's a really interesting dynamic for us because this was the second year of the keeper league. So everyone, we basically started at round five. Um, oh, sorry, round six. And so it was just another dynamic that that hadn't been um, present. Yeah, and you didn't know. You didn't know how many people. You didn't know who was keeping what or how many people were keeping what because you can keep up to five uh, until the draft started. So it was literally on the fly. You had 10 minutes to update your sheets to work out who wasn't available. And then we went straight into the draft. So um, it was good fun. It's always good to see the guys. And uh, I think we, we all enjoyed it, but um, I'm, I'm not feeling good about my season. So um, who ended we'll, up see, with LeBron? we'll see how that plays. LeBron was a keeper. So we have one guy who um, Trent, he'd love that. He'll love that. I call him out. Um, he is the wild card. Um, he had the most. He has the most crazy keepers. So his team to start with is Luca, Trey Young, um, Embiid, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. Right? Wow. Like he has the most. If he messes this up, it's going to be unprecedented. Like there's no one that's ever messed up a team like he has if he messes this up. But he will, and we all laugh and we know that he will because he's a. Tr- he sits on our, we have a trade machine that you can go on and he must sit on there and wait for someone to go on. So then he can send them a Slack message and say, Hey, I saw you're on the trade machine. So he doesn't do a whole lot of work. Um, but uh, he's, he's definitely the uh, favorite for the, for the season. We have a vote at the end of the draft and we say okay. who's going to win. And I think he, he, while he also got the most players out with injury, cause he has a few older guys, he also, but he, he has the uh, most likely to win as well. So um, he's a Lakers fan, so we hold, we hold that against him, but um, he should win <laughs> So if I'm putting my bets on. The the most injury is also a vote. Like you guys all look at it and go, who's probably going to end up with the most injuries? Who's going to like that? Is that what you mean? Or Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so uh, I mean, you'll learn this. One one of your major players goes down for 20, 25 games. I mean, your season is, is pretty much over unless you can cover that. So uh, we, we just added that one, added that one in this year. We have a... We do um, best best record, uh, um, most improved MVP. Uh, there's about nine categories that we vote on or we, we give our submissions to, and then we look at it the next year. So we looked at it yesterday, and the person who got the most right got two, and, and there was about four of us that got one. So we're really good. Okay. We're really yeah. great at analysing the game, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, no, they do all found each other. There's not so many we there. Yeah, it's good that we're yeah. <laughs> so um, um, I think it's not going to be a great season. That's 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 my feeling right now, and I hope I'm wrong. But uh, what name yeah. did you come up with? Because I've been waiting all I week mean, to find out. And I'm going to disappoint you and say I haven't even done it today. I, I was I was so shocked yesterday. I'm waiting for the waivers. So the waivers will clear tomorrow, which means that all. So everyone's on lock right now. You can't make any changes to your team. But uh, tomorrow. Uh, all the players who are in the free agent pool will release and then everyone will go, oh, why did I draft that guy when that guy's available? And so there'll be a ton of movement tomorrow and I'll be one of those guys making a ton of movements tomorrow. So yeah, right. then I'll name my team. I'll have my team named by next week. Yeah. 
Yeah, the I draft after the draft. Okay. <laughs> yes. I like that. That's good. And also, your mate it will also be happy if he's listening. Um, first, you just got to shout out. And second of all, I'm wearing a beautiful Los Angeles Lakers hat tonight, which I got from Cards from the Bench. Here's a, here's a great little shout. Because, good plug. Yeah, it's a great hat. Uh, I wore it all day today. One random dude came up to me early in the morning and asked if I was a Lakers fan. And I laughed in his face. No, no, no. I, 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 I thanked him for stopping me and told him I was a Nets fan because of Patty. And, and he... Um, you know, he, he was very polite, but I just love how Australians, I think more and more basketball is becoming, I don't know if it's now because I am and so I'm just feeling it more, but I feel like there is a huge amount of merch constantly in front of me and there are more people who talk to me about that than they would about rugby league when I wear rugby league merch. So there's definitely a movement happening here at the moment. But um, speaking of people who, who shouted at me during the week, a big shout out to Payne Mills, fellow fanboy, um, OD. He also got on the messages, um, sent me some lovely feedback about last week's pod. So thanks for also, thanks to JP3 for Prez. That's a great name. I think his handle is actually at winning season, but JP3 for Prez must be a Suns fan if he's all about... Oh, no, not JP3. That's CP. That's CP3. CP3. Yeah, JP, somebody yeah. else. He's, he's a Dub Nation guy, my bad. Um, but he also sent some lovely feedback, so thanks to that. Anyway, what, now while I'm thanking people, have you got anyone you want to thank before we uh, move to the next section? I don't know why we're doing thank yous, but let's do it. No, I don't. No, no one yet. No one. No one. I want to thank yet. Wow, that's um, really rude. Because I'm sure you're doing. They're listening right now, and they're so shitty. <laughs> so let's just move on so they can get angry. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's tees. For the bet, we've kept talking about it. I keep trying to avoid it. I thought we were, I mean, you set it up. You obviously made me a patsy straight away, but I didn't realise. I thought I was getting a nice low ball to start. But the bet was that uh, pre-season record respective teams. And then I suggested that if the the record was the same, um, that it would go to four and against. Now, the record was the same. And who ended up winning on four and against? Uh, I don't know. Did you did you do it? I didn't physically do it. I'm 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 glory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we uh, we ended up plus seventy five. You ended up plus twenty five. So yeah. uh, we 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 had a big the big blowout actually at the end. I mentioned it before. Plus forty five against Portland, but um, it was a it was a pretty comprehensive win. Much more than I expected, but I'm happy to take the the first W. Now, you chose that one, so I get to choose the next one. Now, it was going to be that we just do something like the top score for your team versus the top score for my team, but I had a crazy idea yesterday morning while hanging out with one of your brothers that, and it needs to be done on an honesty system, but from now until we record next time, we count how many, oh, now this doesn't, it doesn't going to work, how many, it was going to be about merch and how much merch we see and who sees the most amount of merch on other people. Um, do, do you feel comfortable with that one? So who, who's going to see the most amount of, can't be on you, obviously, because then I would just, um, you know, you, you own a merchandise store and I create shirts, so I would just wear them every day. I'd wear, I'd change shirt every hour and then, oh, well, I saw 17 people today. But uh, no, so it'd have to be other people that, we can know them, but we can't have any impact on that. How do you feel about that? We're just randomly seeing people. Because I feel like this is really down to chance. I'm going to say yes, but I'm also know that uh, at the moment I'm doing deliveries in Sydney for my card business. And so um, most of the guys I deliver to, or girls, uh, are wearing some merch. sort of merch. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. 
So I feel like I'm an advantage, but I'm, I'm happy to do it on an honesty system. You're it also might going be to the bad week for cards. Yeah. I, I'm going <laughs> to the zoo. And you're going to the zoo. There'll be, you know, random Lakers hat at the zoo. So we're a Bulls pair of shorts. All right. Great. That Let's sounds great. It. So we'll ha- we'll have to keep track of that. Maybe we should even keep track of it on Twitter. So we're seeing it live. You and I, then that's kind of mildly honest, or then I won't forget. That's another and thing. A bonus, and, a, and a bonus point for the most random, right? That's a great one. Or maybe bonus points for our own team, because I don't think either of our teams are particularly um, obvious. The Bulls and Lakers are everywhere, but maybe Suns and um, Suns and Nets, not so much. Uh, great. Well, maybe we'll come back with, I also saw this, and then the other person can allot points. So if you do see some like, New Jersey Nets stuff, you know, maybe I'll go, wow, that's crazy. You can have some extra points. All right. I like that one. So one nil, you're also going to keep scoring this, I've just decided. So it gives you one nil. On Miller, McKee gets it in the middle for the win. Now, I have some questions. <clears throat> they start with this. At KD Tray 5, the real Kevin Durant blue tick. Season about to start. I see some shitty hoop takes everywhere. I love that tweet because that is exactly what's happening all over my thing. Have you seen any, or have you got one that you think is going to be particularly shitty, but incredibly great hoop take? Just to, just to clarify. So this is, it won't age well. Is that what we're talking Could about? Be. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I, I, I think <laughs> there has been some, there has been some amazing ones and there always is every year. I think there was one uh, last year when Harden wasn't, um, wasn't playing and, Someone had put up saying, um, "Imagine if you had a Harden, uh, if you had Harden for you know thirty points or more or something, and the guy ended up scoring thirty points or more in the year, and it was like, oh look, it didn't age well." Um, I haven't seen any good ones, I, so I, I probably, I, I'm probably a miss on this. Uh, but have you come I up with any crappy ones? Any chance? I, I think this may not age well, but I think Luca, this is Luca's MVP season, uh, and if it's not they are going to blow it up in Dallas. Uh, I think, I think Luca, it's, it's an interesting time, right? You've got Jason Kidd there as a new head coach. Uh, you've got Kidd coming out and saying, we're going to play differently. He doesn't have a great record as a head coach. He's uh, saying that they're going to give more touches to Porzingis. Uh, Luca has the highest usage rate of any player in the NBA. Yeah. And they want to take the ball out of his hands and give the guy a break, but they didn't get him a whole lot of help. Uh, in the off season, so I think for me, if if Dallas is going to shock the world uh, and make a run at it, Luca's going to have his MVP season. This is not a huge take, really, because he's favourite for MVP. But I think this is the year that if he doesn't win MVP, they'll blow it up and they'll have to do something major about it next year. Pausing this will be gone. So I don't know as much as you do, but just playing two K, Jar Morant doesn't have the highest usage rate because I've just played them recently and. He had like a 40-point game. I don't think he passed the ball once. He was incredible in that game. I knew him by the end of it. I heard a lot of people just talk about Jar. And I was like, that's a, that's a cool name. But at the end of that game, they, they only called him Morant the whole time. And then by the time the game finished, I was like, holy shit, Jar Morant, that's the same guy? Wow, no, everyone keeps talking about him. He just but he got pumped. Don't worry, guys, I, I still won. But, the, um, but just to see him play. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a great year. I don't know if that's a crazy hot take or not. But uh, I would love to see him win something. Uh, you'd mentioned interesting. Okay. Can I just comment on that? So, um, in my fantasy league vote, um, most improved, he's Jar Morant is my vote for most improved player because mm. I think that he's been good. He's been a little bit in the shadow of Zion coming out of the same class, and 
uh, he's always been compared, even though they don't play the same position, but they came out of the same class. And I think this year he takes a leap and he owns that team. And I think Memphis will have a great season too. Uh, they're, they're kind of, they've got Jaron Jackson Jr. coming back from injury. They've got um, another guy called Desmond Bain, who's in that sort of Cam Thomas FU mode, who's just a great player. And I think that they're going to have a, they're going to have a good year. So um, yeah, Jar is, Jar is probably not hit his stride yet, but I think he'll have a big year this year for sure. Now, another kid who who has been touted as a possible rookie of the year coming out of Australia um, is Josh Giddy. A couple of tweets I saw running was at Stephens underscore Brody. He said Josh Giddy will become the youngest player in the NBA history to record a triple double. Uh, it will happen this season, and he said I'm tweeting this now so I can pin it when it happens. <laughs> Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. This is almost in KD's crazy shit takes everywhere, but I like it. I'm, I watched an incredible documentary about the bloke on on one of the um, like our cable networks because uh, he's the first person we drafted out of an NBA academy um, in Australia. And so uh, he was playing in the NBL before he was 18. I think he's 18 now. He's been drafted in the NBA. So huge prospect at KOT4Q, Kenny Beecham. He said, so Josh Giddy, nice, nice. Huh. He's, he's really happy with him after this um, preseason. How are you feeling about this? My question. How are you feeling about Josh Giddy? Am I also just getting excited giddy about it because he's Australian or is he like possibly legit good? He's legit good. Uh, he's legit good on a bad team at the moment. Uh, there's there's a requirement at the moment for OKC to play a lot of these young guys and he's going to get a lot of minutes. Um, your first hot take there on the triple-double, I mean, the, the kid nearly had the triple-double the other night in the in the um, preseason game, in the final one that they played. He had 13 points, nine, po- nine boards and eight assists uh, and got pulled... Oh, with probably eight minutes to go in the game, so he probably could have got there. They just they pulled him a, a little bit early. But there was a game uh, earlier in the week where then they were playing Denver, and uh, there was a point where it was about I think it was about seven or eight minutes to go in the game, and Denver still had their starters in for a preseason, and so it was obvious that Denver wanted to win that game, and um, he Josh Giddy was really the only guy on the other side that put up any fight and they ended up winning the game but he made some huge plays down the stretch so um i think he's legit good at the moment um it's it's a tough it's tough to play on a team that's probably going to lose 60 games just be fair uh and keep that play up and not get despondent and not get injured and you know end up sitting and um and they have another great player in um shea gillis shea gill just alexandra sga uh, and he'll probably have a, a, a great season um, and Giddy will be a great um, sort of two for him, I think. And so, yeah, I think all in on Giddy, I think uh, he's he got drafted higher than anyone expected. No one really expected him to go to OKC. And so he's going to get a lot of time there and a lot of chance to play. So um, I think we, we love Aussies and we're going to follow him because he's an Aussie. But um, yeah, he's, he's got huge potential. So it's exciting. Luke Longley got drafted and then he was really despondent after a period of time because they kept losing and he didn't realise that how much winning meant to him because he just loved basketball. But then losing a basketball over and over again was really hard. So um, here's one that I wanted, just a quick answer because we've already talked about LeBron a bit, but at Chuck Guarantees, he tweeted, LeBron scored 30 for the first time today since literally the game before his injury last year. Before the injury, he was the best player in the world, top three in MVP race and top four in the DPOY race. Please stop acting like him getting hurt means he's not the same player healthy. So we've talked about him a bit on fantasy, but assuming they can get him through the regular season, 
and, and, the, and the Lakers make it through and he's healthy, are they then favourites in at least in the West? East? East? I think they're, they're, they're favourites in the West anyway. West. No, that, that's true. <laughs> they're favourites in the West anyway. Uh, the, you know, they 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 probably won't have the number one seed. I guarantee they won't have the number one seed. They'll probably end up assuming everyone is healthy at four or five. I mean, last year they finished seventh, um, but they've got Westbrook there now. That if LeBron goes down or AD goes down, Westbrook will pick up some of that load. Um, LeBron's thirty six. I was, he's thirty six. I think he's turning thirty seven in December, right? So, I mean, it's unprecedented what he's doing in terms of. Um, the the way that he plays the game is you know big and aggressive and all those things and so um it, it's not unachievable for him to come back and still be one of those top 10 players in the league he probably is still a top 10 player in the league and you don't want to play him in the playoffs because they're all so experienced the challenge for them will be getting through the season because uh, they have a lot of older guys um playing and they have six hall of famers six future hall of famers on this roster like so yeah, they, you don't want to play them. They're very experienced and they've got some great players. So um, I don't know how it works out. There's no, there's no crystal ball that you can look at and say, look, this is what happened with such and such a player. So who knows how it turns out, but if anyone's going to be able to pull them through, it's probably, it's probably LeBron and it's probably his last shot at it. Really. I don't think he's as impactful next year, but I've been saying that probably for three years. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows how it turns out is a fantastic way to transition this next tweet. At Bulls got next, he tweeted, how the fuck Ben Simmons come back before Kyrie? Now that is, they're the two biggest stories uh, washing through the NBA cycle right now. And it, it also did not seem possible that Ben Simmons would come back before Kyrie to their respective teams. We don't need to go through that, but were you also just as gobsmacked? Just, I mean, as short as you would like, because I'm sure you and I are both really sick of hearing about all this crap and so a lot of other people, but hearing him come back and the Kyrie thing still continue. What's your very short take on all of this? Um, money, money means a lot, even to the people that have a lot of money. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think, think Simmons, Simmons, Simmons was down a mill uh, at some point And so decided just to turn up in Philly. He didn't even tell anyone he was going to be there. He just came. Yeah, I don't think you'll, I, I don't think you'll play for them realistically. And if he does, I'll be very surprised. That's my, that's my take on it. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm not surprised because it was really about the money, and it was, and I said this in the pod last week. It's unprecedented what he was doing with so many years left on his contract, and there's no way the NBA was going to ever let him just walk out. There was no way that was going to happen because it sets such a dangerous precedent for for future contract extensions where you go in, you sign a five year extension, and after six months you're like, I want out. Like <laughs> it's just it would ruin the league. So I'm not surprised he's back i don't think he's there for very long uh, i think he'll end up on one of the teams that have been rumored and he won't he won't be around very long but i could be wrong with that uh Kyrie, um i don't know if anyone bothered listening to the 19 minutes of instagram live ramble mm. um i'm i understand what he's um i don't understand what he's fighting for and i think that was the for me that was the most confusing thing there wasn't really a uh, a, a takeaway it was a, a bit of a ramble it wasn't I wasn't really sure I think he'll come back and I think he'll come back because there's money involved and there's a, probably even more money involved um, and at some point um, it's Kyrie and you really don't know what is going on in his mind I, I suppose from I obviously watching it from afar and consuming media I don't know the guy but it's it's a really strange one to to try and understand him so 
Um, I think they both play this year. I, I think Kyrie's still with the Nets. I think Ben Simmons is with someone else. Yeah, wow, okay. Uh, now, the last one before we start talking about cards and, and merch. Who is, this is by at Overtime Megan, who's the finest man in the NBA? Now, my, I, I mean, I want you to have a good thing about it, so I'm going to, I'll just wax lyrical while you have a thing, because I've had a time to think about it. And I've already told you I'm big on facial hair, arms, and thighs. So I don't know the league hugely, but a man who has the most incredible legs and arms and he has facial hair, and I also have a thing for tattoos, uh, on that's on women and men, um, is LeBron. And so I love that guy's whole vibe. Him smoking a cigar, smoke everywhere, like just, that's a vibe. Now, I don't, I don't, when I say all of this, um, I really don't envision kissing him or actually having anything to do with him um, because I just, I can't imagine that far without making me feel uncomfortable, but I can certainly look at him and go, damn, damn. That, that's that's a man. So now that now that I've said all of that and, and put myself out there like that, who do you think is your finest man in the NBA? I think we're going to lose some listeners if we keep talking no. LeBron up like that. Oh, okay, yeah, LeBron. Yeah, that can, much. Arms. Oh my god! Imagine that. Anyway, he. Um, so the, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to give you the extreme version, and I'm going to give you the one that I look at. Who I I feel like I can probably understand where you're coming from. So. There's a guy that plays for the Mavs called Boban. Um, Boban. I'm looking at what you're talking Boban. about. He's seven foot four. He has oh. the most extreme ears that you'll ever see. And it's just eye-catching. And so he's on the he's on the uh, the lurch for those that watch the Adams family, that kind of <laughs> Boban. B-O-B-I-N-D. Yeah, B-O-B-A-N. Boban. My, I'm gonna spell, I'm gonna pronounce his surname wrong. Um, but he's an extraordinarily interesting character who uh is What's his just name? amazing to look at yeah Oban Mar- 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 yeah i should be able to pronounce that and i can't um but he's uh yeah he's ama- he's amazing to look at um and he's amazing to watch on the basketball court because the dude really doesn't jump he's seven foot four he can just like reach the rim and you have to you have to watch him so if you don't watch any gallery games this year watch a dallas game in like in a garbage time game when there's the game's over he'll get a run but he's he's super interesting to look at just from a um you do not that. understand this game at all i mean this is the photos i'm looking at him you know that's not the finest man in the nba that's a hell of a human but it is a hell of a human and i say that as an extreme um okay. I, anyone who follows my instagram i i, I pulled a bobon card the other week and i put up this photo of him where he's making this heart like you know you put your arms together and make this heart shape and it's the most randomest photo but you have to check it out so look for bobon heart photo um the guy that fits my description of your lebron yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, take is um a guy who played for the suns a couple of years ago is um kelly Oubre jr um he and I, I follow him on Instagram just because of his style. The guy is just yes. he's a, he could be a model, right? Like go. he's just he's um his Can eyes are amazing. Again, Kelly Ubre Jr. K E L L U B R E. Um so Kelly Ubre right Jr. And he's um he's a really good looking guy, he has crazy eyes, uh, and style like just off the chart. Like if you wanted to dress someone in the NBA, like that someone in the NBA, uh yeah. But he's only got one post. No, I think you must be looking at someone. Yeah, else. okay, okay, okay. Um, so I don't know his. I should know his Insta handle, but I don't. Um, uh, yeah, good-looking guy, um, and I one that's um. I suppose, oh yeah, yeah, this guy is so good-looking. Holy crap! 
Yeah, yeah, yeah eyes. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Look at us. Look at yeah. us. No, that's great. <laughs> Who would have thought? So hey, um, just be that's, googling that's, NBA that's guys to go over them. Yeah, he's that, he's That's great. the guy when I. That's the guy when I say to my wife, "Do you want to watch basketball?" Or Kelly Oubre's playing. She's like, oh, "Okay, cool. All right, we'll watch." So yeah, pretty cool. Have you got a card of his? Um, not not off the top of my head. No, I'm sure I have some, but it's yeah. Like I don't have a portrait card or anything. If that's what you're asking, no. Yeah, well, or taking it to the bathroom for the sink or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> and I don't know what you could do up to when you're not working going to the zoo. Okay, so so well, tell me then about your cards. What's happening in that fantastic world? You you've pulled out a a Bobo, fantastic love. Oh, no. Uh, no. Um, it's been actually it's been a quiet week. There's no there's no no releases, which is um actually good in my world because it's pretty intense when all the stuff comes out and you're trying to get it from the States and get it here as quickly as possible. Um, so I've been driving, I mentioned before, I've been driving all over Sydney. I've been doing deliveries because Australia Post is a bit of a mess. Uh, so it's been a pretty intense week um, and there's not a lot of stock. So people are chasing me. So I've actually sold a lot of stock and I don't have a whole lot of stock at the moment, which is, you know, if you're running a shop, you kind of want some stock. <laughs> So it's been a bit of a tough, it's been a bit of a tough week. so helpful to business owners, to card purchases, you know, have stock, we'll sell, good. Yeah, so the stock, so I don't have a whole lot of stock, but I have some new stock coming this week, which is pretty exciting. There's a couple of new releases coming out, uh, one on the 27th of October, which is release 27 for the year. So we're, we're still, we're still, we're still on last year's um, releases. It's a new product. So that's um, called Recon, that, that'll be pretty exciting. Uh, then um, I think a highlight for me this week was uh, I bought a set of cards, um, a, a mystery box of cards in January, and uh, I was I I got an autograph as part of that, um, but I didn't know what the autograph was. And every time I chased the person that was distributing, and they said autographs are still being signed, which you know wouldn't tell me who the player was, and I was like, Argh. anyway, um, it turned out it was uh, I found out this week that it was a Lamelo ball. Oh wow! Um, which in in the hobby is is pretty awesome. So I got a um, one of nine, uh, one of ten uh, Lamelo Ball card um, auto coming my way, which is really really exciting. So it makes it all worthwhile. Um, I think the other big thing, and for those in Australia who appreciate what we've talked about with Patty Mills and Giddy, um, there's a guy in called Tyson Beck um, who um, has become uh, you know an official licensed product and releases cards. Um, of, um, I guess, I'm going to say Australians. There is obviously an Australian um, element to it because he's got um, the cards of those guys plus a Josh Green card as well. But um, his cards are pretty amazing. The artworks that they come in, um, he's based in Adelaide and um, they're, they, look, they look amazing. So there's a big Giannis uh, launch on um, opening night. Um, so I'm going to try and get one of those this week. So check out his website if you want to try and pick one up. So, so he makes yeah. his own cards, is that what you're telling me? Uh, he so he produces cards um, and adds in um, artworks and yeah. they're, they're um, individually numbered and signed. So he does uh, collaborations with like um, certain athletes. So it's not just basketball. Um, obviously, I focus on the basketball ones. Um, but um, if you want to check out his site, it's like TysonBeck.com. It's got some really cool stuff on it. So yeah, I think I, um, I think I think I came across it on the might Instagram. have come across it. Yeah, and it looked unreal. Um, I, but I yeah. didn't fully understand the setup, and I didn't have time to investigate it. But I'm glad. It was the same thing. I'm really glad that you're giving that guy a shout because it looked really unique and really, really great. You can't you can't get any of the Patty cards. I think they're already sold out um, from memory. 
uh, when and and they were pretty popular. But they look amazing there in like his Aussie uniform. I mean, there's one in his Aussie uniform, and it's it's for you. It'd be like your ultimate card. But mm. um, I'm pretty sure they're sold out. But he's got a bunch of other other, other players, and he does these collabs with maybe not the most high, like not the top most famous players. Like Giannis is is. Um, by far, the, the, obviously, one of the biggest superstars. So it's the first one we've seen. But um, yeah, that's an exciting thing coming out this week. And if I can get a card, I'll be pretty happy. So yeah, well, that's I the wish cards. you all the best. Um, in that in that incredible world of um, Instagram NBA ness and that card guy, I found so many incredible art NBA art people. And so anyone who's also looking at uh, Brooklyn Nets Australia, my Instagram thing has seen that I'm doing lots of. NBA art things, you know, when I'm bored and just having a crack, but there's just such a fantastic community. And so I encourage anyone um, who's mildly enjoying NBA and is on Instagram to particularly go and have a look at NBA Showcase 2 because they are on an Instagram account just highlighting other people's art. So he doesn't necessarily do art. He just follows a thousand people. And when they do a good one, he puts it up and then credits that artist. So it's a fantastic account that I encourage everyone to get around. But what actually happened was it made me realize that so many of these people do a big tease tee of NBA and I wasn't doing NBA shirts because I was worried that the NBA was going to be way more litigious than the NRL and that I knew a lot of other people doing an NRL vibe and, and a lot of the players that I've been DMing and they'd all said, yeah, it's not a problem, man. But I didn't do it with the NBA because it's so litigious. But now that I've seen that it's a wash with, with people putting out fantastic artworks, putting on a shirt and the NBA probably not publicly saying this is fine, but also not, going hard at people going, we have the IP on this person's face. We have the rights and you need to license all of this and blah, blah, blah. And they, there are incredible shops set up based solely around the art of that. So obviously that's a, that's a scene that I should probably not feel worried about. And so that's something the big TTs will be doing the next week or two is, is putting a lot of that NBA shirts on there so that I'm not the only legend walking around um, with the Patty Mills um, shirt with other thing that anyone can do that. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll be talking more about that when that uh, that comes to fruition. As you also send me your catalogue for hats, so that I can then update my wardrobe not just on NBA big tees, NBA tees, but also on my beautiful hat collection. Um, I I have my I so anyone knows that my favorite player is Kevin Johnson, and there's a favorite uh, there's a there's an amazing clip where he dunks over Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, we're talking like '94 maybe. Uh, and that's going to be the T-shirt that you're going to make for me. So I look forward to it. I've already picked it out. I can't wait. Well, we found the end of another app for all you legends who listened the whole way through. Thank you. We hope you get open looks and clean glass like a boss. Katie B, you've been a pleasure to spend time with as usual, sir. Thanks so much for having me, mate. It's great. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on socials like at Brooklyn Netcast, and we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. See you later. Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench, and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media family. Anything else? You're good? Just you and your fucking outtakes. It's like <laughs> smart ass. <laughs>